passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to episode 134 of Believe in Rams. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is my host, Cameron Lynch, former Rams linebacker. And we're uh, here to get you prepared for another Rams game. Yes, that's right. I know it was upsetting. They lost to Tampa Bay. Well, we got to move on, right? We, mm-hmm. You already talked about the 24-hour rule. I mean, you got to... You got to move on. And uh, that's what we intend to do. Before we can do that, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, review, rate, all of that jazz. Uh, really does help us out. Be sure to follow uh, Cam at Cameron Lynch 50. Be sure to follow me at JK Bogan on Twitter. Uh, Cam is also on Instagram. I'm on Instagram as well. So be sure to check us out there. I have an ad read and then we'll get into it. BetOnline.ag, our friends over there. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online. And as your current uh, as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Cam... Uh, the game starts. We're starting now. It is time. Yeah. We are back here. I'm excited to get ready for a preview. It is a preview show. That means we're not coming to you after a loss. We're getting you ready for a hopeful win. And yeah. uh, I'm kind of pumped because this is it's gut check time. This is now or never. I mean, I, I will mm-hmm. be honest with you, Cam. This is probably it. If the Rams lose this game, this might be the season. Uh, you would be in last place. It would not mm. be ideal. However, we start as always now with a burning question and cam i'm gonna ask you if matthew stafford does not suit up on sunday which it's looking like he's not uh who are you starting at quarterback john wolford or bryce perkins i think the rams are gonna go with wolford but i'm curious what you think yeah i'm going john wolford you know i played him when he was at wake forest i was at syracuse and so i know he can he can handle he can handle the pressure there right um and i know also he beat the arizona cardinals last year to get to the playoffs right 18 to 7 he got that w so i think he's the guy i think the rams community lost you know the rams yeah this the rams community is ready for him they know what he can they 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 know what he can do um, on the football field. I know what he can do, what he, what he can do on the football field just from playing on myself. So 
I'm looking forward to him taking over the helm. Um, I think the offense will become a little bit more balanced with him there, right? A little bit more run game. Um, Cooper Cup's going to get some passes, but not all the passes, right? Um, I think you, we'll see a little bit more Allen Robinson getting the rock. We'll, we'll see a little bit more distribution amongst everyone. So I'm looking forward to this Sunday. I, I'm with you. And let me be honest here. And I'm not very biased. I'm like very unbiased in this sense because – I got to tell you right now, uh, Bryce Perkins is a friend of the channel and my other podcast, Downtown Rants. He's Mm -hmm. been on twice. So, like, I have allegiance to him, but it's nothing against Bryce. It's the fact, look, like, this team is still in it. They're three and five. This isn't let's play Lance McCutcheon because he had, you know, a few good preseason games against, you know, third stringers. Mm -hmm. Like, this team has a chance to still make the playoffs. It's not over. And it's not to say Bryce couldn't win this game because I believe he could. Uh, But it's the fact that you don't want to put him in that, you know, do or die scenario here where this is a must win game. Ideally, you want Matthew Stafford under center because, well, obviously. But I mean, as you know, as a player, I mean, it's, it's, you know, person first. And that's what Sean McVay was trying to say. And like, I... I would actually be kind of pissed off if Stafford played because I just don't feel like that's it's not the right move. If he's in the concussion protocol and still has not practice, he shouldn't pass concussion protocol. I I just shouldn't. We don't Uh, want a two around two with the Dolphins. We don't want a round two of that. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just saying on my live stream the other day, I was like, look, before Tua, I think Stafford plays on Sunday. But the way the league is right now, there's no way the Rams would get away with that. I think they'd get fine picks if they played Stafford. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to avoid that. But even furthermore, I'm with Kelly Stafford. Like, she's upset. She's pissed. She's angry. She's sad. She's disheartened. I get it. I mean, watching a loved one go through a concussion, I actually watched my mom deal with one after Mm -hmm. her car accident. So I I know how that that somewhat feels. Uh, Obviously different. But, you know, it, it's it's a serious thing. And like, yeah. it, you know, anything that has to do with the brain, you just don't mess with. So mm-hmm. looking at this, uh, you know, talking more football, John Wolford makes the most sense. First off, yeah. he played in one regular season game and won it. Uh, it was a must win also, by the <laughs> way, even more must win before because we did not know if the Bears or Packers were going to win. And that game ended up mattering in the end. But in 2020, week 17, Jared Goff misses the game uh, due to, you know, a dislocated thumb or or whatever, broken thumb. And uh, yeah, he comes in, he steps in, he throws interception on the first play of the game or first drive of the game. Uh, And then after that, you know, he settled down. I mean, he was able Mm to, you know, make plays with his legs. He threw a really nice uh, fade to, uh, you know, the corner to, uh, you know, Robert Woods. He got Josh Reynolds involved. He got, you know, Van Jefferson involved, Tyler Higby. He hit a nice, uh, you know, a wheel route to the running back Cam Akers down the left sideline. So I saw a guy that, you know, really diversified his, uh, you know, his passing. He didn't just throw to one guy. He also didn't play with Cooper Cup either. People forget about right. that. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think this is somebody here who has the chance to kind of stabilize this offense. I think this Believe it or not, this is a blessing in disguise for the L.A. Rams mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the offense needed this. It has nothing to do with Stafford. 
I just think quite simply, if Sean McVay is going to continue to call plays and not pass the sticks as we talked about, mm-hmm. then I think this helps him kind of get him in the frame of mind. Like, look, I like John. I trust John, but I'm not going to have John throw 50 times that we're going to lose any game where he throws 50 times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to balance this out. I'm going to run with Henderson. I'm going to run with Kyron Williams. Who's going to be back this week. We got Shelton, uh, you know, Coleman Shelton back, you know, Brian Allen's there, you know, there's things are turning a corner here. If the Rams can get the run game going, be more of a balanced offense and just be a better, uh, you know, I guess better play calling, just, just have better play mm-hmm. calling. And I think this team can win games and I think they're going to win this ball game. And I trust John Wolford. So the burning question, you and I both have John Wolford, but at the same time, Cam, I want to see Bryce Perkins used as Taysom Hill in this one. Mm, tricky. Yeah. I mean, having different forcing the defensive coordinator to think differently is going to be really important. Right. So adding him into the mix would be would be dynamic. Um, And then another thing, too, you know, I like going on to the defensive side, uh, Jake, you know, I love doing that. One thing I watched, I watched the previous game um, with with the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray had some trouble with the snaps. I mean, the snaps are flying over his head, fumbles. I mean, and I know we talked about it last week. For the, for the Rams to be successful, the Rams defense needs to force turnovers and get the football. I know our guy, big big play, Bobby Wagner, jumped the line of scrimmage and blocked that field goal or, um, last week against the Buccaneers. And so I can see that happening a lot against the Cardinals, right, where there's a missed snap or Kyler Murray, you know, he's running around, scrambling, holding that ball a little loose, and the Rams defense can come up with it. And I think that's going to be key because D-Hop is back for the Cardinals. So the Rams are going to have to do a good job of shutting him down with Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, who who Jalen Ramsey said that's one of his toughest competitors, but getting getting control of that football is going to be big big for the Rams defense. And I know on the Cardinal side, you got Buda Baker. I know they're on they're on hard knocks, and the coach is talking about everyone's goal for this game should be to play as hard as Buda Baker. So I know he's going to be a guy flying around on that Cardinals defense. But going back to the Rams defense, it's going to be important for those guys to get some turnovers and uh, and score some points for the offense and help out, help out the new quarterback that's stepping in there. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, it, it seems a little unfair to ask more out of the defense at this point, but they, <laughs> unfortunately, if you want to win games, you're going to need turnovers. You might need some touchdowns. And uh, yeah. fun, funny that you should mention that the last time the Rams played the Cardinals with John Wolford uh, under center, the Rams got a touchdown. It was uh, Troy Hill, your, your guy. Yeah, my uh, guy. Troy Hill took one back and and helped them out. You know, uh, Troy Hill is somebody that I think it ha- is yet to really explode onto the scene this year, and, and I think it's coming. I mean, we saw the interception, you know, uh, against Josh Allen. He gets hurt. I feel like he's back in game mode now. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we'll we'll see him more comfortable. Maybe jump a route or two. Uh, could be in this game. Now, this is the same defense that went up against this offense uh, with Marquise Brown. Now, Brown is out. He had 140 yards on 14 catches, and I would call that a win because that was the game plan. The Rams will limit you to those eight-yard catches or 10-yard catches as long as you're not beating us over the top, right? Mm -hmm. And it worked because the Rams' defense was on the field for 81 plays, Cam, in week three, and they did not allow a single touchdown. Yeah, so big time. I don't know if they're going to do that that same approach this time around. They're healthier because it's also worth noting week three, they played 
three of their top four cornerbacks were out. They took mm-hmm. Darion Kendrick, who's starting now. They took him off the practice, or not the practice squad, but they took him off the inactive list. Like he was healthy scratch the first two games of the year. And then this, the third game, now he's starting. So mm-hmm. it was a huge moment there. Um, or so we thought. But, uh, you know, <laughs> looking at it, <laughs> looking at it, the Rams defense is 13th in the league um, in DVOA. And, mm-hmm. and I would argue they're better than the DVOA rating. Um, I think they've been everything that you could ask for as far as what they're doing, um, you know, keeping teams under 20, which is the magic number we talked about. Uh, Raheem Morris has done a really nice job. I do think that they do have some issues with tackling. We've talked about that. Uh, Some issues in the back end of the secondary. All of a sudden, I went into the season feeling very confident in the safeties. And now I'm not. Um, You know, Jordan Fuller's out. Nick Scott's not playing his best football. Taylor Rapp definitely is not playing his best football. And they just cut Terrell Burgess, who was a guy I really liked. We talked about it very briefly on the last episode. So now it's basically Scott Rapp. You'd probably have Jalen Ramsey in the mix there playing a little safety. You have some other corners that might be able to do that. Uh, but in addition to that, you also have Russ East, uh, who is the, you know, the rookie. And I feel like we might start to see more of him. Uh, because mm-hmm. I just don't think the safeties have been playing up to par because here's the thing. When the scheme works perfectly, you don't have to really worry about the safeties, but when teams try anyway to go deep down the field, that's when the safeties are challenged. And we saw that towards, you know, the end of the game against Tampa wasn't the greatest coverage by rap. Wasn't the greatest coverage by Nick Scott. They are missing tackles. So that's my concern there. The pass rush has gotten a little bit better. I, I would like to, I think, Really, whatever they do, uh, they do it the right way against Kyler Murray. Uh, they haven't really let him beat them. Well, they haven't let him beat them only once. You know, Sean McVay's team is 11 and one against Arizona and only once last year, week four against Arizona at SoFi. We are in SoFi this time. So, mm-hmm. but uh, at SoFi, Kyler Murray looked like the MVP. And yeah. I think since then the Rams have kind of taken a step back and be like, no, 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 we're not going to allow him to just run all over the place and dictate the game. We're going to dictate the game for him and be like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you better make that, you know, short throw right there because that's all we're going to give you. We're not giving you over the top stuff. We're not going to let you beat us over the top. Now to be fair, Cam, they did not have Deandre Hopkins last time. And he clearly has not lost a step. No, no, he hasn't. And you, you spoke about that. That's those are sometimes when it comes to quarterbacks that can run a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare. And so having a spy on him is going to be extremely important, especially up front, you know, letting the defensive lineman know, hey, we need to make sure we cage him and keep him inside the pocket rather than the scrambling, because that's where he's the most dangerous. And then also the Cardinals have Zach Ertz. And as you know, he's a Pro Bowl uh, tight end. He's a all-pro tight end. Um, he can catch the ball anywhere pretty much. So, um, you know, last week, George Kittle, or against the 49ers, George Kittle had his way with, with, the, with the Rams. Two weeks ago, had his way with the Rams. And so catching the ball over the middle, having some routes that, you know, go behind the linebackers. Um, and that's going to be important for the Rams to make sure that they spy Kyler Murray. They keep an eye on Zach Hurts. And then also, too, when it comes to the Cardinals running game, James Conner, that's going to cause some problems as well. And so 
And then let's not forget they have D Hop out there. And so the safety's gonna be very going back to your point, the safety's gonna be very busy busy this game, keeping an eye on Zach Hurts, trying to tackle James Conner, and then Jalen Ramsey hopefully can lock down uh, the DeAndre Hopkins, who, you know, who's probably one of the best best receivers in the league, maybe top five there. So yeah, the Rams defense has their work cut out for him. But one thing I do know that the Rams have is there as Aaron Donald, right? And uh, I know one of his one of his four to five sacks on the season was on Kyler Murray. So I, I have a good feeling about this game here. And like you said, it's the bottom of the bottom, both team uh, of the of the division. So the Rams have to win this game. The Cardinals have to win this game. So everyone's going to be on their P's and Q's. And like I said, the hard knocks, I mean, they they seem like they're juiced up, ready to go for the Cardinals. So the Rams will have to buckle up, um, you know, 24 hour rolls in effect from the Buccaneers game. So wipe that game clean, right? You played the GOAT, the Brady, he came back and won the game. Wipe that clean and prepare for the Cardinals because it's a divisional game, as we, as we always say, Jake, it always counts as two. Our coaches always tell us the divisional games always count as two. And so it's going to be a big one. I mean, this is essentially wiping Arizona off the map. If you if you win this game, you know, they now have seven losses. I mean, the margin for error when you're three and seven is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. they you you're done. I, I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest here. You're you're probably done. Arizona, I think, has another game against Seattle, another game against the 49ers. Mm. I, I, I don't I don't like their chances at all. Is it a hard knocks thing, Jake? Do you think it's a hard knocks thing? Because I've been on hard knocks twice, and for the Buccaneers and for the Rams, and it didn't go well. I know hard knocks is covering the season for the Cardinals uh, in season, and it, I don't know if it's like a hard knocks curse. They always talk about it, but they're not doing too well, you know, compared to their previous year. So <laughs> they might be done, like you said. And they're one of those teams because they, you know, like you mentioned, the Rams run hard knocks. Um, they're another team where the Rams and Cardinals were both on hard knocks and all or nothing. So that's kind of mm-hmm. the uh, Keith Costra, I think does both of them produces both of them. He actually came on our show uh, a few years back, but uh, I don't, I'll, I'll say this. I think that gives them too much credit saying it is a hard knocks curse. I don't think mm-hmm. that they were that great coming into this year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think last year, was the product of not being a great football team. Um, They got to play a really, really easy schedule, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do feel like it's one of those things where you watch the Cardinals every year, they start off kind of decent and then they tail off towards the end. And I mean, Kyler Murray breaks down towards the end of the year. I mean, I, I really loved the guy coming out of college, but that was my biggest concern is like, will his body withstand you know, the physicality of the NFL and playing at that, that speed, that level. I mean, sure enough, I I don't think we mentioned it. He's limited in practice with a hamstring injury. I feel like every time the Rams play him now, he's limited and he can't run and he can't do what he did in week four last year. And Mm -hmm. I I just, that's not a good sign this early on in, in his career. So it's sad, but I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, going back to Texas tech, he struggles towards the end. Of, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Mm-hmm. So you could be, you know, six and oh, seven, oh, like Arizona. If you're getting bounced 34 to 11 in the wild card game, that's a failure. I mean, yeah. you failed that. That's what that is. So that was what they did last year. Um, you know, they went out and got JJ Watt, AJ Green. I could see what they were trying to do last year. 
it didn't work like they wanted it to or like they expected it to. Um, and then this year just has been an absolute disaster. I mean, they went out and they traded for Robbie Anderson. The Rams Ooh. saw him last time, the Panthers game where he's screaming at his coach, walked at, literally got kicked off the sideline uh, by Steve Wilkes. Um, so Rob, there, there's Robbie, just a lot Robbie going struggled on right last now. game too. Robbie Robbie had a couple of drop passes, uh, a couple yeah. of flags in the end zone. So he's he's struggling, and I'm sure the Rams are going to make sure he struggles a little bit more, right? Uh, applying oh, a little yeah. bit more pressure. But I do know that as an athlete, whenever you have a rough game prior, that the next game you're looking for your your vengeance or your or your way back. So um, and also to kind of jump in, you mentioned a JJ Watt. Um, just watching the Cardinals' most recent game. The defensive line, were, they were getting after it, right? The the Cardinals defensive line is going to apply some pressure to the Rams. I know the Rams are, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford might not be playing. So whoever's up next, right? We, you know, we have our prediction, but whoever's up up next, just best believe that the Cardinals defensive line, they're going to have their ears pinned back. They're going to be they're going to be coming after the Rams um, offensive line as well, who had some struggles in the previous game. So I think that's something to look out for for this upcoming game for sure. I agree with you. I think they got to be very careful um, as well mm-hmm. because, you know, the Cardinals, if they blitz, I, I went back and watched the, Wolford's game against them. He killed them, man. When they mm-hmm. blitzed him and they were playing man coverage, he's he's now got 30 yards of free grass to run. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a give and a take. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. If you can play man coverage consistently and you can get after the quarterback, great. But if the quarterback can get out of that pocket... Now you just sent two guys. That mm-hmm. was a four-man rush that you sent two to blitz. Now you got six guys that are out of this play, just completely out of it. And you have five guys remaining, and they're all spread out all over the – like, you know what I mean? That's just free free real estate, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing they definitely have to worry about, um, you know, in doing that. Now, one thing I'll say about the offense, uh, you know, with Wolford is that Wolford – we give a lot of credit to his legs, but some of the throws he made in his last start against the Cardinals um, were really impressive. I, I mean, I'll be honest. He can throw with touch. I know people look back and they're like, man, he came in and he threw an interception against the Giants. I was at the game. I know. I was so pissed because <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, this guy never gets an opportunity. They haven't run the ball. He's in no passing rhythm whatsoever. Thing that people don't understand is Wolford is a rhythm passer. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, who definitely knows that the guy on the other sideline, Gregory Dorch, who he used to throw to and, yeah. you know, <laughs> fun, but, uh, you know, for real though, I mean, he is a rhythm passer and when you have a backup come in to just hand the ball off when you're blowing a team out, there's no stakes in the game. And mm-hmm. then you're like, yeah, let's have you go back to pass. And the other team's like, are they really throwing on first and 10 up by 30? I'm going to kill this guy. And they go pin their ears back. I mean, you're a defensive player. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, you get all like, you get annoyed, right? You're like, really? Like they're trying to, yeah. So the whole running up the score thing. So now John Wolford has, is dealing with like a third down rush essentially on first down. And, you know, he throws interception. Now that's like the, the people that disagree with him starting, keep bringing up. And I'm like, that's not the same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. If he starts, it's the same thing with P.J. Walker. Like, yeah. P.J. Walker's a different player when he comes in late into a game and has to take over. It actually works for him. It doesn't work for everybody. But when he starts a game 
And believe it or not, going through the preparation, you think he'd be better. But it's not necessarily the case because like baseball with like, you know, how there's certain pitchers that can get through the first round of batters, but they can't get around. They get can't get past the second or the third. That means they're not a starter and they go to the bullpen mm-hmm. in, in football. There are quarterbacks that can come in on a dime like a, a backup. But when they are needed to prepare as the backup and be the starter for the week, that's when they're not. And I would point to Taysom Hill. Because this is a guy like he just shows up game time. I, I would imagine he probably doesn't practice very well because he doesn't start, mm-hmm. but he shows up game time and he makes the throws. But if you asked him to prepare as a starter, we've seen him. He's not a great starting quarterback. He's not. Mm-hmm. It's why he's not starting over Andy Dolan. So I feel like Wolford is not PJ Walker. This is a guy that needs a full week of preparation and keep this in mind, Cam and anybody who, if anybody's doubting him, This guy was working with all these guys this off season Mm -hmm. when Stafford had the whole elbow thing. Who do you think was getting the first team reps? Mm -hmm. It was Wolford. Right. And Wolford is the guy that they use it as the, uh, you know, he simulates a Kyler, uh, you know, a Kyler Murray, right? Mm -hmm. He, he, he works for the scout team. Yeah. That's why they love him. So -hmm. he can run the scout team. But now, you know, he's had a lot of experience and him and Van Jefferson have a very good rapport because they worked with each other a lot before when Van Jefferson, before he became a starter. That is a guy to look out for in this game because Van is really looking to bounce back from what he probably thinks was a huge letdown of a game. He's still Mm. getting his feet, you know, under him and everything. Yeah, him and, and Robbie, uh, him and Robbie Anderson kind of had the same type of game where you're dropping yeah. a wide open passes. It's like, oh, we need to bounce back, you know, this upcoming game. Yeah, it's uncanny uh, for Van the the drops he had because the thing that I always loved at about him coming out of Ole Miss and Florida, you know, this guy frames the ball well. Like he he doesn't have these issues with like the snatch or like letting it go into his chest. Like the guy is a natural hands catcher, and that's about as simple as I can make that. And and the way he framed the ball, uh, that that twenty yard play that he dropped against the Bucks, mm-hmm. I just think that was uh, you know, him being rusty. You know, I yeah. feel like this week he comes back, he'll probably be in a better uh, you know, be in better shape. Um, it'll be cool to see Wolford with with Henderson. He didn't get a chance to play with him last time. It was just Akers. Um, and Akers wasn't bad in that game either. He had the fumble at the goal line, but he was he was pretty solid. <laughs> and so, I want to go back to your point about the backup quarterbacks and having rapport with the receivers, right? Because a lot of times the receivers, yeah. they want to get some catches in before practice or maybe after practice. And they don't always go to the starting quarterback. You know, Matthew Stafford or your Tom Brady's like, hey, throw me 100 footballs. They go to the backup. So Wolford and Jefferson probably have some type of rapport that maybe Matthew Stafford doesn't have. I mean, that maybe Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, I'll take that back. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, they have an excellent rapport, right? Oh, but you yeah. Go to, <laughs> but you go to your Allen Robinsons, you know, you go to your your Jeffersons, and maybe, you know, the amount of throws that Wolford has those guys um, outside of a, a practice, you know, it's probably more than your Matthew Stafford. So, like you said, you get the ball going with him, the running game going with Henderson. The offensive line gets some push going with that, that line of scrimmage, right? That's going to be extremely important. And then Wolford gets the ball out to some of his favorites that he's worked with in, in the offseason or before or after practices. That, that's going to be huge. And um, and like you said, him running scout team, he's already getting a lot of these reps and he, he knows what's going on. And so 
you know, as we talk through this podcast a little bit, I have a little bit more confidence in Wolford than I did when we started. And I think I think Rams fans should, too, as well. I no, I agree. And I mean, I don't think because I don't think we're setting up our listeners for a letdown either. Like, it's not like we're saying Wolford's going to come in and throw three touchdowns and go for 375 and zero. <laughs> That's not his game. That's mm-hmm. not his game there. He's going to be a guy that gets probably 150 passing yards, which you'll take mm-hmm. uh, maybe a touchdown, maybe an interception. I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. Right. Yeah. But he runs for 70, right? Mm-hmm. So he runs for 70 and then he helps the ground game with, you know, Kyron and, and Daryl and maybe even cam, like I think that's the type of game where we're probably looking at like a 24 to 13 ball game. That that's mm-hmm. probably what we're looking at. And mm-hmm. the Rams don't care because the style points, the days of the style points are over. Yeah. I, I don't think they, they really ever existed. I mean, it's not college football. Uh, and, and I feel like Sean McVay doesn't really go for style points. Like he doesn't run up the score like other, uh, you know, coaches tend to do. Um, but in this game, especially it's just survive in advance, treat this like it's the NCAA tournament. You lose and you're done, right? Survive in advance. You got the saints next week. You got two winnable games to get back to 500. I mean, you got to climb out of this pit that you put yourself in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once you get out of it, then we can start talking about the playoffs. But right now the playoffs are imaginary. It doesn't matter that you won the super bowl this calendar year. Uh, the time is now they got to get things going. There is no excuse, though. If Sean McVay does not run the ball this week, so help me God, Cam, because I will tell you right now, okay, they are in way too many one possession, you know, close games, leading late in the game to not run the ball. I mean, when you're when you're leading the game, you're up in a one possession or two possession game. Why are you throwing deep down the field still? Like, Mm. why aren't you trying to run the ball late in the fourth quarter? You dictate the clock. Yeah. Run the ball. I mean, like, so I, I know it sounds simple and it's not always as simple as that. Um, I got to give a shout out actually to, to Jordan Rodriguez, who had a great explanation for why Bobby Evans was playing. And mm-hmm. I thought this was great. The terminology, they trusted him knowing the terminology more than Odea Bushi. And, and he, it goes further than this, Cam, because they knew they were going to be on a silent count. So they felt like he gave them the best opportunity. That is the best explanation I've heard because yeah. there's no other explanation to make any sort of sense as to why he started. That's, um, that means trust. That That's really just yeah. trust. They trusted that he knew the plays. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't know the plays, then you're going to be at a detriment more than you are uh, at success. So that that makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. No, when I, when I read that, I was like, okay. I, I mean – I would have pulled him when I realized in the second quarter, the third quarter, it wasn't working, but that's just me. Uh, we're moving on again. We're not talking about the Bucks game. Uh, so we're going to wrap this thing up. We got X factors, final score prediction, and then that's a podcast. So X factors, Cam, you got two Rams offense and defensive and the Cardinals offense and defensive. Uh, who are your two on the Rams? And who are your two on the Cardinals? So if I go, if I go the Rams, uh, like I said, I'm a creature of habit. I'm gonna go Troy Hill. I, I, th- I want him to have that yeah, breakout like game. Yeah, he, you know, he was tackling really well last game, and I, you know, I think, like you said, he's getting his feet underneath him. 
Um, and then I'm going to also go on the offensive side, Van Jefferson. He, he dropped some of those footballs. And so I think this game, he's going he's gonna to start catching them. Uh, and it's going to be a lot better game for him. And then I think, you know, to just – and I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you to hear yours before I jump into the, the Cardinal side. Yeah, so I think with the Rams, the defense on – I could go multiple areas here. I might just stick with Leonard Floyd. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's starting to to kind of get back to what we we expect from Leonard Floyd, and uh, you know I'm expecting him to have a good game. He he does a really nice job, um, you know, in, in kind of that. I'm I'm totally blanking on what I was trying to say, but he plays more of like the the contain. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he contains Murray well. Like he mm-hmm. he has great footwork in doing so. I, I feel like he's going to come away with the sack, and his pressure is going to help out. Uh, the defense. Um, I love the Troy Hill pick. And then the offense, the X factor. I mean, it, it <clears throat> it's kind of a straight shooter here, but I'm just going to say Daryl Henderson. I mean, I mm. think to me, you know, this is somebody that Sean McVay kind of teased could get, uh, you know, more playing time could get more carries because he's getting plenty of playing time. Just not a lot of carries. Mm. If he gets like 20 carries in this game, I, I just don't know. Like people are not going to have any idea because if he can stay healthy, and he can carry the ball 20 times a game, he's getting 100 yards at least. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if he were to do that, then it opens up the confidence for Sean McVay now. He sees it, and he's like, all right, maybe, just maybe, we have our running back. And then maybe the Rams look to extend him after the year. That's a whole different story. But the whole point is getting the running game going, and you're not going to win. You know what? You got eight games, nine games left you literally can't lose more than three and three is not even a guarantee. You make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If you lose four, you have a losing record. So you can't lose more than three. Typically speaking, based on the way this season's going, you probably don't want to lose more than two. This is not a game you can lose. And I honestly don't think you can afford to be in last place at any point in the season. I think it's just a really bad like, it's just a bad vibe, you know? Like, it's just like, wow, we're really in last. Like, it's over. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. really hard to dig yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, for them to win, they're going to have to stop some of the X, X factors on the Cardinals. And I'm going to go deep into the side. I'm going to go Buda Baker. Like I said, seeing those hard knocks, I mean, the guy is just on fire right now. So Buda Baker will be the X factor for the Cardinals and the, the Rams have to watch out for him at, at every play. Um, and then on the offensive side, Robbie Anderson, um, he he needs to step up and he knows that watching the last game. And I think we talked about early in the podcast is when players, when players don't do well, they come back for vengeance the next game. And so someone to Jefferson for the Rams, I think, I think Anderson for the Cardinals is going to step up and be the X factor for the Cardinals because of, like I said, the Zach Hurt, Ertz, and you got your your DeAndre Hopkins and your James Conner. So, you know, the Rams are going to be keyed on keyed in on those players, and I think Anderson's going to have a chance to shine. And so that, that's my X factor for the Cardinals there. So my X factor on the offense is an easy one for me. You said Robbie Anderson. I'm going to stick to receiver. I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. Um, mm. This is a guy, if they figured out how to use him, would be one of the most lethal weapons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care that he's 5'7". Uh, I know he like he squatted like 500, 600 pounds like he's a freak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the video. It was nuts. Wow. But um, he, he is incredible talent. And I think we've been waiting for him to kind of find his stride, like or rather them figure out how to use him the second rounder in 2021. I think this could be a game 
where you go back, you look at Christian McCaffrey on tape, the way they defended Christian McCaffrey in the passing game, just use him like that. Cause mm. you, you have to defend Robbie Anderson's speed over the top. You have to defend Deandre Hopkins. You have, uh, you know, um, Ertz, like you just mentioned, and, and like you have guys like, you know, Benjamin and James Conner have also given the Rams some fits in the past. So I think his explosive ability is enough to really break open this game. If the Rams struggle to tackle in this one. So mm-hmm. he's an X factor for me. And on the defensive side, I'm going to say Ben Neiman, uh, kind of an underrated one, you know, not really getting a lot of talk, you know, former Kansas city chief, He's taken a bigger role here uh, as a linebacker. Um, you know, they've kind of moved Isaiah Simmons back. He's more of like a nickel now. Mm. Uh, so he's not necessarily playing the linebacker spot, you know, with alongside Zayvon Collins. So Ben Neiman, I think, is a guy like, because if you have a weaker link at linebacker, like we saw that last year, I like Troy Reader, I do, but he was the weaker link of the linebacker room. When you saw Ernest Jones playing the way he was in the Super Bowl, and then you had, you know, Troy Reader and, you know, Traven Hat. Like, it, it was never really, like, solidified the way it is this year with, you know, obviously you have Ernest Jones and now Bobby Wagner. And, like, Ben Neiman doesn't get enough credit. I think he's played pretty solid this year. I think he's an X factor because if he can play well in the run game and, and not allow Henderson and Kyron Williams and Cam Akers to get to that second level and help in that support as well as in coverage, um, then I, I think Arizona with the players that they have around him with, you know, like I mentioned, Simmons, you mentioned Buda Baker earlier, obviously, uh, you talk about Marco Wilson. He had a pick on Stafford last year. He's a good player. Jalen Thompson. I mean, the list goes on. They really have a lot of names on their defense. Um, mm-hmm. really their offense has been abysmal this year, 30th in DVOA, uh, somehow worse than the Rams offense. So the defense, obviously a lot of names, but we haven't seen the production and this is cam where we start to get into desperate territory where it's like put up or shut up time. You know, mm-hmm. Arizona staring, you know, the, like it, it's the crossroads, right? Now the, the, the fork in the road here, it's like mm-hmm. maybe playoffs, definitely dead season like it's mm. <laughs> and Sink if you lose this game <laughs> you're going to the definitely dead season because three and seven that's the dead zone you don't come back from that until next year when you get another shot and your slate is wiped clean so that's mm-hmm. what i'll say there uh neiman on the defense and uh rondell more on the offense but that leads us to the final portion of this podcast which everyone obviously hopefully does not fast forward to the end of to hear but the final score prediction, <laughs> which uh, I uh, I'm going to give you the floor on this one because I got to mull it a little bit. I I'm I'm thinking, but you you let me know what you think. Yeah, well, I know if, if Wolford starts, I know the game's not going to be as high scoring. I, I think you talked about it. Maybe one touchdown on his behalf, maybe a defensive touchdown, or maybe one of the backs gets it through Henderson or Aker. So I'm going to go 17-14 Rams. Uh, right by by a field goal there. Um, I think, you know, as you know, when it comes to crunch play or crunch time play, when it comes to crunch time play, games are won by three, three points or less. And so it's going to be a divisional game. It's, uh, you know, the bottom of the barrel. Uh, the Rams and the Cardinals are fighting to, to move themselves up. And like I said, it's sink or swim. And so the sink or swim is going to be decided by three points this game. I'm going to go 17-14 Rams. I'm going to go 24, 13 Rams. Uh, uh-huh. The last game was 20 to 12. 
it was ugly. It was about what you could imagine. But um yeah, I, I just I feel like, you know, Wolford is gonna get in the end zone, uh, whether it's a you know a pass or a run. I think he's gonna get in the end zone. I think he's gonna light a little bit of a spark, you know, for this offense. And I know there's going to be overreaction Monday where everyone's like, oh, should they sit Stafford? Like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, But I'm hoping that all of the results that come from this, if they're if they're in a good way, it it's like a an eye opening moment for Sean McVay. Like Mm -hmm. this is like a gift from the football gods, not saying a concussion's a gift. But what I'm saying is that Wolford is thrust in there forces you to run the ball more forces you to balance your offense more (laughs) you know get uh, diversify your your weapons essentially Mm -hmm. i I don't know i I think i i really do believe that if they win this game and and they get the offense somewhat going and, and more of a balanced focus and running the ball Maybe I'm just it, it's blind hope, but I'm really uh, I'm confident that it, it will somewhat rattle Sean McVay enough in a good way to be like, all right, what we were doing was not working. We obviously can't trot out Wolford since Stafford is on a five year extension and he's <laughs> yeah. our franchise quarterback, but we can run the ball more. We can throw more than to just Cooper Cup. You know, and hopefully that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. And I think the defense will be able to play off that. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Troy Hill comes down with pick six. That'd be very nice. The momentum yeah. carrying that into the final stretch of the season would definitely not have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, the key is balance and diversification. That's the key yes. to this game. So hopefully we can see it. Hopefully we can see Henderson running the football, Allen Robinson catching the football, and the defense scoring some touchdowns. I, I, that'd be an ideal game for me. Yes, and a Van Jefferson deep bomb right in front of his dad on the sidelines. Exactly, <laughs> and he'll catch it. He'll catch it. Yes, yes, he will. <laughs> he caught it last year. He'll catch it this year. Yeah. But hey, that is going to do it for us. I think we've prepared you enough for this game. Now go watch it. Just kidding. It, it's not out yet, but... Uh, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch, and this has been Believe in Rams. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, all that jazz, and uh, be sure to spread the word that you heard it from Believe in Rams. Take care, folks, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.